Today, by the grace of God, is a strategic day. The last day of the week, the last Sunday, the last day of the month, the last day of the quarter, and the last day of the year. So by every means, we all know, it's a day you don't want to spend anyhow. It's a strategic day, and everyone knows that as well. While we were in the workers' meeting this morning, pastor said something. He said, today is a day of testimony. And I was not surprised because I held on to that. And I have a confirmation in my spirit that today is a day of testimony. But God has done it already. They will plan that we will not be here today. We never knew overnight God was busy viewing the testimony. And we are here as a living testimony to testify of the goodness of God. And that is why I am sure and no matter what you have gone through from the beginning of this year, your own testimony will be complete today in the name of Jesus. I did not hear that amen very well. Your testimony shall be complete in the name of Jesus. A day like today, Samaria was besieged by the enemy. Just like your enemy has vowed that they will not allow you to reap the reward that God has proposed for you. But when God stepped in, that terrible famine changed suddenly in less than 24 hours. And there was abundance. It took only 24 hours. Peter has been laboring in Luke chapter 5. Laboring overnight, just like many of us, we have been laboring since the beginning of this year, and you have some nothing tangible to show for it. But God has me to let you know this morning that that net breaking, net breaking blessing that is due for you, you will receive it before you leave this church today in the name of Jesus. Everything was hopeless for Brother Peter. But when Jesus stepped in, the rewarder himself, the story changed. Your story will change today in the name of Jesus. Brother Mordecai in Esther chapter 6, he was busy serving the Lord, just like many of us were serving the Lord. He was not advocating, he was not networking for any promotion, for any favor. But this man did not know that that very day, God has done something overnight. You see overnight again? Say overnight. God has done it for me. And there shall be manifestation. Say it again. Overnight. God has done it for me. And there shall be manifestation. The king could not sleep. For brother Mordecai to be promoted. They have been frustrating somebody. They have said in this office you will amount to nothing. 
There are people who vow that over their dead body, just like Haman vowed, and you know the hand of Haman, right? And that will be the portion of everyone that has vowed that you will not testify in the name of Jesus. We are going to pray. Probably at least we were having to say this. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, Sister Esther Anna came to church like you have come. She came to church barren, sad, and hopeless. But when the king of kings stepped into a situation, she left the church that day rejoicing, fruitful, and with loads of testimony. I prophesied that shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. Let's be on our feet as we pray. I'd like you to be sensitive this morning. What pastor said that morning, the confirmation of what God wants to do. Today is strategic and you don't want to miss it. We have today and we have tomorrow. Are you with me? We have today a strategic day and tomorrow everyone of us were looking forward to it. Psalm 65 verse 11. Do we have New Living Translation? New Living Translation. But I will help us to know the word is to pray. Hallelujah. New Living Translation. Okay, okay. I'll read it from here. Okay. It said, you crown the year. Somebody say, you crown the year. With a bountiful harvest. You see that? You can flow with that, right? Not anyhow harvest, but bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways, that is impossible situation, the hard pathway overflow with abundance. That's talking of impossible situation made possible at the end of the year. Sudden intervention and su surprises and unique experience. And what is the prayer? Father, crown 2007 with beautiful harvest for me and all my loved ones. Are you praying that prayer? Lord, before this year is over, crown me and my household with beautiful, bountiful harvest. That will silence all our enemies. That will make all people to know indeed that I am serving the living God. The way you did for Anna and she went back home rejoicing. Lord grant me and my household bountiful harvest. In the name of Jesus. Crown this year 2017 with bountiful harvest for me. Let me finish this year strong. Let me finish this year gloriously. Let me finish this year miraculously. Intervene suddenly in my case. Bring to fulfillment every pending promises for me and my household. Change my story today. Change my story today. Put an end to hopeless situation in my life. Make impossible situation become possible in my life. Let the world know indeed that I'm serving the living God. Surprise my enemy. Show them that you are the greater ham 
in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit before this year is over let my testimony be complete let my testimony be complete say to the Lord let my testimony be complete let my testimony be complete in the name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit in Jesus mighty name we have prayed your testimony shall be complete in the name of Jesus your story shall change for good in the name of Jesus and you will join the rejoicing in the name of Jesus I see every secret tears wipe completely out today in the name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit in Jesus mighty name we have prayed put your hands together for that Jesus jam your hands together for Jesus hallelujah we can please have a seat in line with our theme for this month God the rewarder and I quickly look at all the messages I could see where God wants us to hammer this month it's all about the ultimate reward the eternal reward so the topic for today's message is eternal reward somebody tell your neighbor eternal reward eternal rewards eternal rewards we read revelation 22 10-15 that's our text just like I said earlier on today is a strategic day and so is tomorrow you don't want to miss anything so today is the present era the end of the present era and tomorrow is the beginning of a new era just like all of us we are anxiously looking to enter that year 2018 you know what God did for us this morning I had a glimpse of it in our church back just on the 31st day of a year it should be like 5 years ago a sister after closing for work was here hostess entered a taxi a taxi had an accident and that was it She would have been saying, oh, wonderful, 2018 is coming. Just like all of us, we are excited and anxiously looking towards that year. With hopes in our mind. But do you know, similarly, a day is coming that will mark the end of your present era. And many of us, we are looking unto God to spend 120 years wonderful at least if you still have teeth glory be to God <laughs> but whether you like it or not the present era will end one day our journey here is a temporary sojourn whether by death at the appointed time a rapture we're all going to go and thereafter we start a new 
Hera, which is the eternity. So the main question I want us to ask ourselves this morning is, just like you are preparing, I mean, of course we have set our goals, you have tasks and targets, you have aspirations, are you prepared for the new life in eternity? And the rewards that comes with it. You know, our, our world today, we are, we are not like the disciples who were actually expecting Christ to come in their days. We thought it's too long. But it is high time God is warning us that my children, you need to be fully prepared for life and eternity. In that place we read verse 12 of 3, Revelation 22, 12. And behold, I come quickly. Who is talking here? Jesus. And my reward is with me. Not with any other person. Do you know it's only Jesus Christ of all the founders of religion that promised to come personally. Say, I will come. I won't send another person. Others even died, they didn't wake up. Isn't it? But Jesus said, I'm not going to delegate this. I will come and take you so that you will be where I am. From that scripture, so let me finish reading it. My reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. Three things you can see from that scripture. Number one, Jesus is coming quickly. Somebody say quickly. And he said, my reward is with me. So the first thing you see is that the rewarder is Jesus himself. He said, hi. Not your boss. Not pastor. Not Jew. The rewarder is who? Jesus himself. In Matthew 16, 27, he said, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. So what does that mean? Your relationship with God will determine where you're going to spend your eternity. Are you a friend of Jesus or his enemy? Have you given your life to him or you have not? So if you reject me here, what will happen in heaven? I will reject you. But I pray that will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. The secondly, he said, I come quickly and my reward is with me. And that's the second, second thing we see there. He said, he, the rewarder, is coming how? Quickly. In haste. With urgency. But do we apply the same urgency in preparing for him? When you see Revelation 22, 7, it says, Behold, I come quickly. 22, 12, Behold, I come quickly. In the same chapter, 22, 20, it says, Surely, without any doubt, I shall come, I come quickly. <laughs> Somebody say quickly. Quickly. And what's the thought thing from that scripture? Revelation 22 12. Said to give every man according as his work shall be. 
This is the most fearful part of it. God is not coming to reward us as a group. He's going to reward us how? Individually. You know, you can be smart, you can hide from church, from brethren, do whatever you want. We don't see your heart. But you cannot hide from God. God will not judge you based on what somebody did to you or did not do. Including what the devil do, do to you. Is the devil is the work of the devil. No. How did you respond to what the devil did to you? That is how God is going to judge us. No, it's my spouse. It's my friend that make me fall. Good. But how did you respond to it? That is what God is coming to judge. How do I know that? 1 Corinthians 3.8 1 Corinthians 3.8 Say now he that planted and he that watered are one and every man somebody say every man shall receive his own reward hmm. according to what? According to our labor? No. God will help us in the name of Jesus. I say, God will help us in the name of Jesus. So what does that mean? Every service that you render to God has a reward attached to it. If I tell people, if whatever you are doing, if you cannot trace the reward to God, that God will reward you, you better drop it. Even Jesus Christ. The Bible says, he endured the cross. Because of what? The cross. His focus was on that reward, the cross, with the price. He endured the cross because of the price, said he. He was ready to pay the price, see, because of the price, said he. So, how do you plant? By soul winning, by preaching, by teaching, by counseling. That is the planting. And how do you water? By making sure those that have been watered are coming to church, visitation, follow-up, serving in the church. That is the guarantee for you to get the reward of your labor. Now, let's talk about two types of reward. Jesus assured us of two types of reward. Earthly reward and eternal reward. In Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not anyhow. And in Matthew 6.33 for you to see the earthly God is particular about your reward here on heart also. Say, but seek him first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6 33. When you seek diligently, remember Hebrews 11 6. Seek him first the kingdom of God, not anyhow, diligently. And his righteousness, and all these things 
shall be added unto you. Cloth, prosperity, name it. Whatever you want from him. So we have earthly reward and we have eternal reward. But let me submit to her this morning. As much as earthly reward is wonderful, God did not want you to be poor. Say, my thought towards you, I thought of what? Good, not evil. To have the expected end. Say, say ye to the righteous, it shall be what? Where with him? So God is interested in your heavenly rewards. But we should, however, never allow the enjoyment of the earthly reward to make us lose focus of the eternal reward. Remember in the Bible, Judas Iscariot lost the eternal reward. Because of what? Earthly reward. Demas lost the eternal reward because of the love of this world. 2 Timothy 4.10 So in actual fact, as believers, brethren, we should be competing for eternal reward. What do I need to do to ensure I don't miss it? And how do I mean? We should be com competing for how many souls have we won this year, brother? How many lives have you touched? How many poor have you helped? How many missionaries have you helped? What are you using your resources to do? And if you want to take it further, has God shown you your heavenly home? How many of us want to see our heavenly home? You just want to have a glimpse. The truth is, if God showed you your mansion in heaven, you will be more encouraged. We should be competing for that. How many angels did you see when they were ministering to you? So eternal reward must be our drive, brethren. It must be our focus. If that is not the case, you stand the risk of falling because of challenges. In Proverbs 24, 10, if thou, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. And if you don't focus and make eternal reward to be your driving focus, you stand the risk of inadequate preparation. Remember the five, the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were not. So in other words, the five made adequate preparation because of their focus. And let me just my job this morning just to, to encourage us to put on the right perspective so that we are not forced to change our approach. The truth is everything you do as a child of God, you must do it with the consciousness of heaven. Because it can come anytime. Say, I come like what? A thief. Right. We must live our life with that consciousness. We shouldn't get to hold age. You know when you see an old man praying? The Father, if you come before the end of today, please take me. You notice that? We should be praying that prayer every morning. Now, in 2 Peter 3.8, I want to show you comparing eternity 
with the time band that we have, let's say maximum 120 years. Prophet Elisha was anointed. Did he die? He died. You have great men of God. Eventually, you're going to die. In first, Second Peter three a, say, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. I did the mathematics here. One thousand years with God on earth is equivalent to twenty-four hours or one day in heaven. I want to picture it. So, if you calculate it, one twenty years on heart is equal to two point eight hours in eternity. How many hours? That's two point eight. So all this running up and down, stressing ourselves, is just two point eight hours. Even less than the time you used to sleep, isn't it? In eternity. So then what should be our focus? Please ask me how your neighbor. What should be your focus? It should be eternal reward. Matthew 8 36 says, What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Please be wise. Help me tell your neighbor, please be wise. Make adequate preparation for eternal reward and the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus the little time remaining for us I will try and go through two major categories of eternal reward and those that are qualified for them and you see that in Matthew 25 46 Matthew 25 46 and this talking about sinners shall go away into everlasting punishment eternal punishment sinners but the righteous into life eternal so how many do we have two eternal reward with jesus and number two eternal reward with the devil you can't be on the fence there's some people being smart it's okay when God is too angry because of the way I've committed sin. By the time they throw me to hell, they will just throw me and I will land after hell in heaven. Where you go yourself. Because your reward will draw you. That the reward of what you have done is hell. You can't resist it. But none of us will go to hell in the name of Jesus. So let's talk about eternal reward. The truth is when you read through the scriptures just like in every other thing in the Bible, God only gives us a glimpse of everything until we get to heaven. That is when we will truly see the reward that awaits us in heaven. But thank God the Bible makes us to know some of it. In 1 Corinthians 2.9 say, but as it is written I have not seen nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. You can't phantom it all. I'll just take us through some, just to whet our appetite, so that we know that we should not focus on earthly reward. It will go, it will come and go. 
Our focus should be heavenly reward, eternal reward. There are two types of eternal reward with Jesus. We have the common one that every believer that makes it to heaven, we have. Because our God is not a partial God, we also have unique one that are for those that are able to do specific things. We'll take us through quickly. Number one common reward is eternal salvation. What does that mean? Access to heaven. Now, if Jesus said, No, you are not coming, will you go? You can't make it. He's the one that's going to judge. So the first reward is access for you to be able to enter into heaven. Hebrews 5 9 says, And be made perfect. Hebrews 5 9. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. And in Matthew 10 22, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endure to the end, endure to the end shall be saved. We have three major types of salvation. The instant salvation when you give your life to Jesus, wonderful. And we, the second one, the progressive salvation. If you work out your salvation, how? With fear and trembling. And the ultimate salvation, that is when you make it to heaven. So the, the first reward is you will be able to access heaven. Just like all of us, many of our offices, you have to get to have machines, get a pass. You swap before you can enter, isn't it? And in Revelation 3.21, you can read that. And the second reward in heaven is eternal victory. Somebody said victory. I like this one. In Revelation 21.3-4, when you get them, you can read it. It said, when we get to heaven, there will be no more death. No more immigration challenges. <laughs> there will be no more job there will be no more pain no more witchcraft no more stress no more barrenness no more downturn no more weeping he said God shall wipe away all tears is that not wonderful so why will you do anything to lose this eternal reward and number three the common Eternal reward, eternal access to heavenly luxury. Please, when you get home, just to, to, help, to, to help yourself, not to lose focus, read Revelation 21, 10 to 27. And Revelation 22, 1 to 11. Please, just read it. And see the laws of luxury in heaven. We all know the street in heaven is made of what? And we decorate ourselves with gold. And how many carat gold? Probably there's 100 carat gold. I don't know. Yeah? But in heaven, the gold we are decorating ourselves here on earth is only used for where we are going to be mashing. So tell me, what would be the material for the structure? Just imagine it. Now, bitumen, we use it for for our road, right? Now compare that with what we use for our house. Marble and the rest. So picture how the mansions in heaven will be. The Bible said the foundation are 12 foundations. 
And all of them are made with precious stones. When you get home, please read it. Foundation. What you are not going to see at all. Foundation. Precious stones. When you get home, you go and read it. And all this, if you are a geologist, you, you see, these are real precious stones in heaven. Somebody say, God love people to die in poverty. <laughs> I pity you. When heaven is loaded with luxury like this. And the rest, please read this place that I've gave you. And you, you, let's, let's be encouraged not to be blindfolded by this, all, this, all this earthly reward that we are running after. At the expense of eternal reward. And what are the individual rewards? This is going to shock many of us when we get to heaven. Number one is recognition for each believer's service and work by subjecting them to fire. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. This is a fearful place in the Bible also. Say so your work will be passed through fire. If your work is made of gold, it will be refined. If it's made of wood, what happens when you subject wood to fire? Turns to ashes. But I said, don't be encouraged. You will still be at the back in heaven. But this will make heaven, isn't it? So please offer diligent service unto him so that you can be qualified to get this reward. The reward that will make your, when God subjects your, your, your service unto fire, it will remain. Other individual mansion, that is not for everybody. Say, God will build each and every one of us mansions. Hmm. John 14, 1 to 3. Jesus said, Many mansions. So, not, not one for everybody. How many? Many mansions. John 14, 1 to 3. You know how a Jew gave an illustration that God opened his eyes after he has pleaded and restituted. And God told him, as if, how is this going to happen? Well, that's why I said, until we get to heaven, we are not going to know. So God said, look at your house. God showed him his mansion in heaven. And he saw how big it was. And that they were still working on it. And to encourage him, God said, every soul you win, we have a room in your house. Can you phantom that? Is that not a waste? I don't know. But I believe it. That every soul you win here on heart, they will be coming to greet you. So when we get to heaven, <laughs> some people will still do this in righteousness. <laughs> and finally, the individual reward is there will be crowns. There are five crowns. I don't have time to do that. Crown of righteousness for those that love and eagerly wait for a second coming. Second Timothy 4 8. Crown of rejoicing. For those that win souls, First Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20, crown of incorruptible crown, for those that discipline their bodies and have self-control, First Corinthians 9, 25 to 27, number 4, crown of life for the Matthias, James 1, 12, and Revelation 2, 10, and finally, crown of glory, for those that effectively play their role as leaders in different capacities, including leaders of home. There are crowns. 
you will not lose your crown in the name of Jesus. And another mystery you see, we're going to see in heaven, is in Revelation 19, 11 to 13. The Bible says, Jesus has on his head many crowns. Now, is it you are going to have five like this? I don't know. But the Bible says, he had on his head, Revelation 19, 12, on his head were many crowns. Verse 12. Many what? Many what? So you can imagine when somebody you see a brother that's very fervent in the church doing everything but deceiving himself. And by God's grace, he repented and make heaven. And no crown. And you have two crowns. See, there will be shame in heaven. So focus on preparing for eternity. Watch out! And be fully prepared. And the second group of category of eternal reward is with the devil. We all know that. It's the opposite of everything you will see in heaven. Eternal destruction, eternal defeat, eternal defeat, eternal punishment, and no crown but shame. That should not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Let's be on our feet.